Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm thrilled to welcome Elle to the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. What is your question for me today? Okay. Um, I am having some problems allowing myself to feel vulnerable in Mm -hmm. life. I've studied a lot of Dr. Brown, uh, Brené Brown, I should say, Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, I'm a survivor of childhood abuse. And I know that plays a big part in it and being able to um, allow myself to make really good connections when life and people can feel kind of scary. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm so sorry that you went through that. Uh, You know what? It's, It's sad, but I know I'm not the only one. I know that there's a lot of really good stories out there and I try to, uh, Fill, fill my life with those heroic stories to people who've gone through this. But it is something that I would like to work on. Mm-hmm. I am a military wife and we move a lot. Mm. And having a really strong support system is really important. People that you can depend on when your husband's deployed or busy with work. And it's happened to me once when I was 17. But I, I've lost the ability to feel connected to life into other people Mm. and I'm not quite sure how to kind of break out of this shell I'm very friendly I enjoy talking to people I try to reach out and be kind and give some kindness back to this world but I've noticed it's almost like there's a wall between me and this world yes yes have you ever been diagnosed with depression yes after okay. I had my first son, uh, my husband deployed three days after, and oh. I felt <laughs> felt pretty sad having a newborn and being by myself. And with childhood abuse, I could not depend on my mom to help me through that transition of becoming just me to a mom status. So I have seeked out um, professional help before, but haven't mm. found a therapist that I I mean, I'm even closed off to the therapist I have talked to. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to be able to open up about certain things. But yeah. I love I love your mentality. I love how you view the world and being able to just be yourself. And mm-hmm. I, I want a little piece of that. I want to be able to take that characteristic and, and put that in myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it takes a lot of work. To be able to live authentically and to not be fearful, you know, it, it it takes a lot of work. It's interesting that your experience with your therapist has been, like you've identified, it's similar to your other relationships. It's hard for you to connect and be vulnerable. Yeah. I want to yeah. suggest that you give it another try and you let the therapist know, this is what happened in my previous therapy. I have a hard time connecting and I want you to remind me of that when I want to drop out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Is that fair? I, <laughs> Give I'm them a heads up. At, I, 
size. Yeah, I'm like kind of pretty, and it's it's pretty easy when you're military because you know, like, well, I'll be moving soon, so there's no mm-hmm. point in going to therapy, and it's so easy for me to detach because that was a a really big coping mechanism in my childhood to yeah. detach from people, so it yeah. didn't hurt so bad. Yeah. So I suggest that wherever you are now in the world, you find somebody to talk to because it's a practice relationship. You get to practice being vulnerable in a safe environment. And yeah. that's that's what can be really healing about it. And then you can also process the abuse that you suffered in a new way, in a healthier like put it in its place instead of having it run the show. Yeah. I I feel like um, one thing that kind of got this ball rolling and figuring out this characteristic of mine is I, I did open up to a friend at my last base and she took advantage of it and very much Ugh. hurt me because of it. And it, mm. it was almost like the straw that broke the back, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I opened up to her. I told her about the things I went through and it just backfired so horrifically bad. And mm. it's just one of the things that I just like, I, I hear and I read the words and I see other people. And I, I understand that being authentic is such an important part of being happy in this life. And you're not authentic. You feel it. Yeah. And I'm not making like a conscious choice to mm. not feel. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's this wall. I don't know how to conquer this wall. I don't know how to push through. And like, it's just, therapy is just so scary for me because it is vulnerable. It's the ultimate vulnerable. You're trusting someone with this. And I'm not sure how to feel trusting towards a stranger anymore. Right, right. Of course. So what happens when people experience childhood abuse? is that we make decisions about ourselves, about other people, and about the world in order to survive. So what did you decide about yourself based on what little L suffered? I definitely felt that she didn't belong here. Hmm. That, um, that it wasn't worth love. Essentially, I was given this um, really beautiful gift this year. Um, Sorry. It's okay. For most of my life, I've been told that my memories were wrong and that I was too sensitive. I'm not remembering things correctly, that Mm. I'm exaggerating. And my aunt actually gave me my journals from my childhood. I don't know how they ended up at her house, but I have dates for the documented abuse that supposedly didn't happen. Wow. And I I feel so grateful for that, but I see my younger self saying, I don't believe in love. It's not safe to be connected to people. It's better to be by yourself. And just all these really sad, sad things mm-hmm. for a sixth grade, seventh grader. It goes all the way up to my junior year of high school. And it's just, I wish I could just hug her because she was just so alone and so scared and treated mm-hmm. people who should have been protecting her. Yeah. Yeah. So you decided 
I'm not worthy of love. I don't deserve to be here. Yeah. And what did you decide about other people? Other people can't be trusted. There, there was one paragraph where I said, um, being close to people is almost like hugging glass. So people are, are not only scary, but hurtful and sharp and are out to, to get you. Yeah. 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 So no wonder you feel disconnected. You had to do that to survive your childhood. And the good news is you survived. You survived, but those decisions and those feelings that you had when you were younger are still running your your life, even though they don't apply, right? Yeah, 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 very much so. Yeah. So a lot of the work before you is about nurturing that little girl that didn't have the nurturing that she needed and actually had harm done to her by people who she loved. And you're going to be that nurturing place and a therapist. I'm, (laughs) I'm going to push you on that one. A therapist is going to be a nurturing place and teach you how to heal those wounds. So little L isn't running the show and her decisions based on abuse aren't barricading you from people in your life now. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feel like younger L needs to heal before, before I can continue on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a really good trauma therapist is going to be your best, your best bet for, for that healing. So I really want to encourage you to reach out, even if it's, for a short amount of time, but I want to encourage you to push through that barrier. You'll want to quit. You'll want to, you'll be like, this isn't working. This isn't, but that's your defenses, right? Saying this isn't safe. This isn't. And I want you to work through that with a therapist. Okay. Okay. Therapy's the next step. Yeah. So some things that you can do in the meantime is I want you to write a letter to little L to the girl that wrote those journals. And I want you to validate her experience. I want you to validate her feelings. And then I want you to give her what she was longing to hear. Yep. I feel like I tried to, I've tried to heal my childhood by being the best mom I possibly can be to my mm. my boys. And that that's been very healing to create an environment where there is love and connection Good for you. and and playing. But I just I feel like it might be time to just focus on myself for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And that is a great way to heal and to know like I didn't repeat this pattern. I stopped this pattern. I mean, that's huge. And you're creating a safe environment for your kids. Yay. And you didn't know, you didn't experience that. And that's really hard to do. It takes a lot of energy when you didn't experience it. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to read a lot of books. (laughs) I bet. I bet. I want to uh, encourage you to write that letter. Okay. And, 
And I want to know what are some of those things that little L needed to hear that she didn't hear? I think what you said about her needing to feel valid and not um, not pushed aside, letting her existence be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you matter. Your experience is valid. Your feelings are valid. Your memories are valid. Well, yeah, especially now with dates. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's hard when people tell you that you're making stuff up. But I'm I'm grateful to have those journals. Like, what a huge blessing that's mm-hmm. been to, to read through those. So mm-hmm. I probably will read through that journal one more time and write a letter to to each girl at that age. That would that would be beautiful. I think that would really help because she did what she needed to do to survive. And those rules don't apply anymore. And they're now they're getting in the way, like honor the fact that she did create barriers to protect herself. Like that was what she needed to do, but you don't need to do that anymore, but you haven't practiced how to let those down, you know? Can I ask you, what do I do if I do feel that someone isn't safe? Do I just try to push through these feelings and allow me connection? Do I trust the barrier? It's just, it's just very confusing to trust my instinct at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're going to experience most people as scary because of the barrier. So I love what... Dr. Brene Brown says, she says, people need to earn the right to hear your story. And trust is built a little bit at a time over time. So you don't need to tell everyone your story. But who has earned that right? Can you let them, you know, be kind to you, nurture you, remember important things? whatever the things are that build trust. So you know how to build walls, but you haven't learned how to build trust. Yeah. And it's a little bit at a time. I don't know why it's so scary. Well, we know why it's so scary. Of course it's scary. Like you make perfect sense, Elle. What you're describing to me makes perfect sense given your history. So there's nothing wrong with you. Your response is a totally normal response to abuse. You wall up and protect yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. What is that like to hear? It's almost like part of my brain telling me to not believe it, Mm. but I feel it. Good, good. That's the most important part is letting it into your heart. Can I ask you another question? Sure. Along with that. Yeah. We have time. I have felt, because we, we both belong to the same faith, mm-hmm. and I honestly, I would have left the church if I didn't find you. Mm. There's so many issues that I was having a hard time with, and you were the first voice where I was like, yes, like, these are the things that I needed to hear. Thank you. With the need to protect myself, our church has imperfect people in it. <laughs> and it's 
really hard for me to be comfortable at church. It's really hard for me to want to go. There is a lot of vulnerability in you know, sharing your testimony and visiting with other people. And I found myself more at peace not going, mm-hmm. but still, you know, studying and listening to conference talks. Um, I guess I just kind of need you as a compass in, is it possible to still be a valid member of our church and still have some distance from it while I, while I go through So only you can answer that question for you. I can answer it for me. Right. There's, there's a lot of guilt built mm-hmm. up about not going. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a lot of triggers at church with mm-hmm. that's, that's where I was raised. That's where abusive parents happened and neglect and just not, not a happy environment, but yeah. there is a lot of guilt about associated with not doing the things that a typical Latter-day Saint mom should be doing. Mm-hmm. But I will feel like this feeling needs to take a priority before I could go back and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm just, I'm scaring all my parents and <laughs> in-laws when they keep <laughs> asking me, how's the Lord? <laughs> how's everything going? And it's been hard for me to be vocal about, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling comfortable going to church. I haven't yeah. been able to find the right words to express that, point them. I actually have really lovely in-laws. Mm. They, they've accepted me. They've told me that I am their daughter and have mm. fulfilled that it's hard because I want to please parents. Um, but it's also hard to admit that I'm not living up to their standards. Yeah. You're not living up to their expectations. Guaranteed, if they're active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you're not living up to their expectations. And that's okay. Part of being a grown-up is disappointing your parents and in-laws. That's hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really hard. hard to, to admit that I can see the validity in that. Mm-hmm. We, we all have different journeys that we're on. We're not on the same path. Mm-hmm. And I think more than church activity, your focus needs to be on finding your voice, finding your center, your core, who you are, and voicing that because that was shut down for so long. How did I do that? Well, I think you're doing it by saying, I'm not comfortable attending church right now. You're doing it. You're doing it by talking to me, by sharing your story. You should have seen my husband, the amount of times he texted me of, it's going to be okay. I'm so proud (laughs) of you. You're doing it. (laughs) I'm so proud of you now that I know your, your background. I mean, this is a huge step for you you're doing it right now by sharing your story and your experience and being open to feedback and ideas so way to go it's it's the start (laughs) I feel I feel the change in the air yeah it's definitely a start and I think with continuing to use your voice to advocate for yourself and what you need that's just going to be a lifelong process. That's a lifelong process for everybody who's on that journey. 
and you may decide you're ready to go back to church and that that you feel enough strength inside that you that that's what you want or you may not that's up to you i just i feel like this weight's just been lifted off my shoulders it's yeah just, thank you for the validation thank you for listening and not judging and i just really appreciate it oh you're welcome you're welcome. I feel I feel your heart and it is good. And you can trust that what you want is good. Now oh, you're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> can you take that in? I genuinely feel it. I good. genuinely feel it. Good. Because I genuinely mean it. Oh. I see your heart and it's good. You can trust yourself. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being so brave today. It was a really special experience for me. I'm so Thank glad. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you about this. It's been my pleasure and honor to just be a little tiny part of your journey. So thank you. And I, I will help you find a therapist if you need help. Just email me and I'm committed to helping you find a good therapist that'll help you work through and get through those barriers that are keeping you from the life that, that you want. And I think the life that little L wants for you too. Honestly, if you have any recommendations, I, am, I feel ready. Okay. I feel more than ready to start. Okay. Shoot me an email. And, and I'll help you find someone. Okay. Thank you again for your time today and for sharing your heart. I know that your story is going to help a lot of people. I hope so. I just, it's taken me so long to be able to share it. And I know there's a lot of other people who are holding it in. So yeah. yeah. So thanks for being brave. And I wish you the best. And we'll be in touch about a therapist. <laughs> I, yes. Definitely. Okay. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Elle. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.